I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with SwiftCover.com. For car insurance, don't wait in line. Go online. Get a life. Get Swift covered. Absolute Radio. So this is the Frank Skinner uh, podcast on Absolute. I'm uh, I'm with Gareth and Emily, or indeed Emily and Gareth, yeah, who, who present the show with me. Uh, Gareth, yeah, yeah. You, you're a bit of a podcast enthusiast. Yeah, I love podcasts. I listen to a lot of them. It's really, so welcome to the podcast. You two don't really know what one is, do you? No, hold on. I, <laughs> I did a very successful series of World Cup podcasts. Oh, that's podcasts. right. Yeah, yeah, nice. We were top of the... We had a million downloads, for God's sake. Mm. I don't really... It's just too much technology. I don't like it. I like men to do that. Yeah. Like, they can download my podcast. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever listened to one in my life. But, okay, um, but people do. I just make them. That's the kind of guy I am. You did one, didn't you? Well, I did an internet... I, when I first... Very close to when I first started doing stand-up, I did an internet radio show on Play Vibes, which was all kind of... It was mostly, like, kind of very... Sounds hard. quite urban. Yes, it was. I, I, it was all, like, heavy hip-hop and, like, um, reggae and stuff, and then me doing the comedy hour. And it was run out of a basement in Brixton. Right. Deep underground in Brixton. And I did it with a mate of mine called Dave... And we called him Non-Comedy Dave because he wasn't funny. Right. And um, he's just texted me and said, Oi, who's this Frank Skinner Johnny come lately? I'm hurt. Well, I think you should have called him quite funny. <laughs> comedy <laughs> you think Dave. So? Would it be quite Comedy Dave? Yeah, I yeah. do. Little bit Comedy Dave. Yeah. Good, good yeah, on a text. Good on, yeah. So well, here we are. This is the podcast. This is so the, well, what it is? It's basically it's it's the show without the music, which I know a lot of people would. Mm. That's how they'd like it best. Yes, yeah. <laughs> because I I get to play some of my own music on the show, which always causes consternation, and people say things like, "Where's White Snake mm. this week?" And good thing we had Ben Miller on this week. He was we did excellent. have Ben Miller. He was, yeah, great. He, he was yeah, he was great. He was really fas- fashionable as well. I don't know why I sound surprised. Yeah, but nice he was ro- rocking a look. I it's because he's, I think, because he's posh. You expect him to be in a tweed jacket and yeah, I did. and all that. But no, he was very fashionable indeed. We talked about phobias. Yes, That's good. So you're a bit of a technophobe. We had people phone in. Podcast yeah. like a woman phoned in who was frightened of people dressed up as foxes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something to look forward to. I think we should just get on with it. I'm, yeah, I'm keen to hear it, it now. Yeah. Okay, here's the podcast. Absolute. It's the uh, it's the dancing on ice final this weekend, mm. which I've become excited about, even though I've never seen Dancing on Ice in my life. Oh, really? you know, it's in the papers. It? No, I've never watched it. Really? Um, I don't think you get the full idea of it from the papers. Well, <laughs> I think there's more to it. Well, I don't know. I, I guess what it is from the title. Yeah. I mean, how novel can it be? The fact that Donal McIntyre is in the final is completely... Now, who is he again? He's the bloke. He used to do undercover radio, uh, television shows. Until he got too famous right. to do undercover anymore. Yeah, exactly. He, became, he was a celebrity undercover. That was his, <laughs> which that, is a, a very short-lived career. <laughs> that was his route to ice skating. Did he always want to do the ice skating? Is that why he got Well, I think it? he's doing a big story on Ray Quinn. <laughs> yeah. And the whole thing has been an He's really a little woman. No, he's really, Ray quite, Quinn. he's really quite a tall bloke. I love Ray Quinn. <laughs> the whole thing's been a hoax to get <laughs> people on his me. side. 
He's yeah. really he's really hot, I think. Right, is that what the kids say. Hot? Oh, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> he he's is a sort Frank. of a travel gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> you can put him in your handbag. No, no, I find him. A I bit. think he's quite handsome now. I like no. Him. Yeah, I really need to watch you. Like you. I, like I wanted him to win X Factor. This Leona Lewis. What has she got? Yeah, what, what has she, she done since? Skate. What has she done <laughs> since? Nothing. I I wanted Ray to win with his swing stylings. Yeah. No, I I find him a little bit. I tell you, I had an experience. I was doing a gig, I think in Middlesbrough, and this very attractive um, young woman said to me, "Would you sign my stomach?" And uh, I said, certainly. And she, she just had an operation. <laughs> and it up to you. It was in, in a, like a, a cast. <laughs> and she lifted off her uh, T-shirt, and she had like a very, you know, tightly defined uh, stomach. Yeah. And it had already been signed by Ray Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously much, much lower than where I was going to, because he, he could only reach, he couldn't make the navel. But um, I think he used that as the, he used the navel as a dot for the eye in Quinn. <laughs> Which is quite clever of him, but um, it put me off a bit. I thought, oh, I'm second to Ray Quinn on a teenage stomach, <laughs> which is something. So you're backing Ray. I, if I oh, watch I'm it, so I'm so backing Ray. And who's the other one? Isn't it Kevin Peterson's girlfriend? Is the other Jessica one? off of uh, Liberty X? Yes. Yes. Jessica off. <laughs> yeah. I thought you was going to no, say Jessica off of. Okay. Yes. Yeah, but she known. goes out with Kevin Peterson. The she does, she's married cookie. to him, I believe. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Goes out. <laughs> Actually, you stop going out with people when you marry them. Don't you? <laughs> yeah. you stay in with them then and go yeah. out with friends. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I'm backing her because of the cricket connection. So maybe we can have a bet on it or something. Okay. Donal, we still don't know if he'll turn up. He could. Donal used to do things like he used to ex- do these big exposés where he found out that supermodels took drugs and stuff like that. And you think, wow, God, this is earth shattering. Well done, Donal. So I think skating was probably the way forward for him. It's one of those, there's a whole series of programmes on the telly that I have only ever seen the last two minutes of. Like when I was a kid, I used to see the last two minutes of uh, that, that thing about things that were going to be in the future. What was it called? Tomorrow's World. Tomorrow's World. Yeah. So it was just on before Top of the Pops. All oh, right. So when I came on, they'd be like pushing this car that made drinks, a robot hand was making drinks, and they'd say, we'll be back next week. Du, 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 <laughs> and then into Top of the Pops. Now it's Coast. I've only ever seen the last two minutes of Coast. Ever. But I'm sure it's all the of it, though, I'm sure. Oh, I've got me. There's a great picture of Gemma. Do you know, do you know Gemma Arterton, who was in uh, St. Trinian's films? Gareth, who, what do you know about popular culture? I know about Oasis. Do you know what spanks are? Spanks? No, I, I don't think I do. I bet, I bet Emily does. I bet I and do. And I'm not saying that in <laughs> yeah, an accusing way. I hope that wasn't way. rude. No, I don't. Um, I do know what they are, yeah. They're sort of control top. Uh, pants, gentlemen, which hold you in nicely. And also they stop you getting VPL. Do you know what that is, Gareth? Visible panty line. Very good. Well done. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you said they hold in the top, don't they hold in the whole lot of you? They hold in all that area. Because there's a picture of Gemma Artis and it says in the Daily Mail that the last time she, she's looking really slim and we've discovered the secret because she's getting out of her car and you can see her spanks. Anyone watching this on uh, webcam, <laughs> I'm holding up the picture for you. <laughs> like, like you'll be able to see the detail of it and it says uh, she's come along while well, last time we saw her she was sporting signs of a double chin a suggestion that there's some sort of Spanx polo neck jumper yeah, she should stick wear. those pants on her head that, she like, can look yeah, through that's one what of they're the saying, wear them like a, like a <laughs> scarf <laughs> 
But I think, I know they're supposed to be just a kind of hidden support yeah. government. I, uh, government? <laughs> um, what was the word the I was garment. trying to say? Garment, that'll yeah. do. But um, I find them, I have to say, incredibly sexy. Do There's you? something about Why? flesh pink underwear. I, it just looks like it shouldn't be seen. It looks like a secret. Okay. It's not for men to see. Oh, that's lovely to know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. So um, it's when they take them off. There's when there's the problem, isn't oh, it? Frank? No. Do you know what time <laughs> of the morning it is? Sorry. Have you not been awake for the last few months? <laughs> Have you never heard of Russell Brand or Jonathan Ross? For God's sake! Absolute. Uh, the Kings of Leon use somebody. Mm, good advice, always. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, I, we were looking at Wicked Whispers, weren't we? There was a Wicked Whispers um, this week that says, "Which funny man likes to use the horse tranquilizer ketamine?" That's weird. Who do you think that might be, Emily? I don't know. Wait, Frank? <laughs> I think that's the first ever live comedy sketch on Absolute Radio. Blah, <laughs> blah! <laughs> Over the airwaves, breaking new ground! Yeah. Radio 4 are quaking in their boots. <laughs> no, well, I don't know if we can keep up with this. Well, I thought it went quite well. I yeah, thought that, it went very think, well. Yeah, was I, was, I was worried because it's not that easy to do the... Uh, <laughs> but um, I, I thought it came quite naturally. Well, I had a little... I, what, what, I mean, I hope people even watching on the camcorder thought, oh, has he gone into a bit of a trance from his horse tranquilizer? I thought there was a moment there of tension from the... Uh, anyway, uh, so th- what was we talking... Oh, yeah, we were talking about the fact that last week uh, we should have done one of those things that proper radio programmes do. Um... Rehearse? Yeah, no, I don't know do that. Do <laughs> they? But they set up a phone-in so that the, the, the people who are listening can phone in and tell us their hilarious things. And I like that because I like, I like the interactive thing. But I didn't set it up until just before the end of the show. So everyone phoned in. I was, I was at home. And uh, so that was, was no good at all. So um, I think we should set one up early on. So you had an idea, Em, didn't you? Yeah, I'm quite obsessed by strange phobias because I read about this woman in the paper who's phobic about knees, which I think is quite a strange thing to have a phobia about, so much so that she can't watch films with knees in them, which must limit her choices somewhat. I'm trying to think of a film that hasn't got a knee. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I think it's really exposed knees that she's terrified of. And she had to split up with a boyfriend because his knees used to dig into her. Talking Heads, that was Alan Bennett plays Talking Heads, yeah. and I don't think they had any knees in them. There's right a security man just appeared at the window and he's pointing in like something really bad has happened. Yeah. So I'm slightly worried now that we're hostages. <laughs> but um, maybe he's just scared of knees and he's just come up and said, please stop saying that. <laughs> that, that can't be real because you've got knees. Yeah. Does it mean she can't crouch? <laughs> it means she, she can't, crouch, she can't she wear comes. a miniskirt. Yeah. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. Imagine like if Ray Quinn was scared of knees. Life would be a nightmare, wouldn't it? <laughs> Constantly confronted by your arch enemy. <laughs> Ray's fearless. He has no fear. Do you think that can be a proper. Yeah. Oh, it's very I've, odd, got, isn't I've it? got a few strange ones. I'm quite neurotic, okay. so I've got hundreds of strange things like that. Well, let's. Uh, what I'm going to do is, if if you've got a strange phobia, and don't just make it up, right? I mean, it has to be something that, that's real. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. How I'm going to test that, but we might send <laughs> one round your house, for example, if it's something you're frightened of. You can phone us on o double three o one two three twelve fifteen, or you can text us on eight twelve fifteen, or you can go to the website and email us on absoluteradio.co.uk slash Frank Skinner. Um, so, mm. what is what is your odd phobia? Okay, one of the many is I, you know, I don't like, I've got an absolute, I can't even mention it, it makes me feel so sick. (laughs) 
it's I'm sorry, it's cartoon characters interacting with human beings. Oh, oh, it's gross. Yeah, I can see that word. Well, uh, so, like in a film, like Roger yeah. Rabbit. Oh, like don't Roger even Rabbit. Say, that's horrible. It's. I saw about two minutes of it, and I just had to. I couldn't watch any more of it. It just makes me feel so ill. I but you're not it. frightened, though. It's not a fear, is it? It's, I'm it's a, a bit, revulsion. I'm a bit grossed out by it. That is weird. What about a Mary Poppins? Oh, stuff? oh, that penguin thing. That is disgusting. Yeah. They do a dance with. The, oh, oh yeah, the penguin thing's disgusting. <laughs> but I mean, some of it is all right. <laughs> I think. I think most people now are agreed that the penguin thing in, in Mary Poppins is disgusting. <laughs> have you ever been approached by a cartoon character in real life? No, but that's that... what... I hate it when they have cartoon characters being a bit flirty with the actresses as well. Oh. Yes. There was a Paula Abdul video for Opposites oh, Attract. Yeah. With the, oh, that is that the worst wicked. thing. I can't ever watch that. Who would have thought that we could be nervous? <laughs> Horrible. Uh, well, anyway, if you've, you've, uh, there's more of these, because I've got, I think, would probably qualify as a phobia, which I'll, I'll tell you about in a minute, but I think we should encourage people to uh, to call in. So if you've got an odd phobia, I, I really do feel like a DJ now, <laughs> if you've got an odd for that number again, oh double three oh one two three twelve fifteen. Mate. Absolute. Here we are on Absolute Radio. It's Frank Skinner with Gareth and Emily. This is the home of the no-repeat guarantee. I repeat. The home of the no repeat <laughs> guarantee. So, um, Gareth, are the are the texts and emails flooding in? They are flooding in, yeah. Um, and like, there's quite a lot of people who just seem to like slagging people off, right? The first one, Mary don't, Jane don't, Bell. Don't get up. Don't ever lose your temper. <laughs> <on them. laughs> Honestly, um, Mary, Mary Jane, Jane Bell wasn't she some <laughs> murderer? Well, she maybe was we should be nicer to her then. Really? Oh, uh, yeah, be nicer oh. to her. Well, she says, there are three no marks on the above show running down Ray Quinn. Remind me exactly what talent either of you have. <laughs> well, <laughs> if, you leave, uh, if you leave your address, Mary Jane, we'll send you a CVs. Shut and up, Mary Jane Bell. <laughs> why, if you can't hey. text anything nice, why text anything? Just take it easy. <laughs> Gareth's a bit sensitive. Oh, they're allowed, you know, they're allowed their opinions. We've had some great... We've had Just because she's phobias. in a high-security prison, that's, that's my phobia. <laughs> my phobia is of people who want to take negative things into the radio. Right. <laughs> anyway, so I've got some phobias. Um, you have? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tina, a- Tina says, I'm terrified of people dressed up as foxes. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Hate that TV ad with the foxy fox, <laughs> Tina. <laughs> the bingo thing, foxy yeah. bingo. Oh right, is that a, is that a person <laughs> dressed up for an animation? I can't remember. I don't think it's a real fox in a suit. <laughs> What's your view on Doctor Fox? I don't know. Let us know. <laughs> Let us Tina, know what Tina. you think about Doctor Fox. I'm just trying to think how often you see people dressed up as a fox. Maybe she lives in Leicester. Probably more often than you see cartoon characters walking around oh, in everyday life, Emily. Don't mention it. Emily is on webcam three, by the way, everyone, if you want to have a look at Emily. And oh, I you are she, on webcam She's now. available at the moment. Which, so. <laughs> we're going to see if we can put a cartoon character on webcam three with you. Sarah says... So you wouldn't even go out with a, with a cartoon character? Don't say that, Frank, it's gross. OK, well, what does Sarah say? Who's Sarah? Sarah, she's a person who texted in. Oh, OK. I'm freaked out by cooking jacket potatoes en masse. Any more than about 20... <laughs> any more than about 20 cooking at once just scares me. I used to have to pass the canteen to get them to my office at work and used to have to run so, through because they always had about 100 on the go. <laughs> Why? Because there's like a big potato-y grave. Yeah. Is that I what she did? No, that's, that's weird, isn't it? Thank you, listeners. So Hold on, I think the potato-y grave is something you've added to this. She just doesn't like them. I don't like the potato-y grave at all. John in Fulham hates the noise of the freezer. Which is, 
I guess the little buzz the freezer makes. Yeah, I know. I know the way it suddenly oh, yeah. comes on. I can. Yeah. Uh, rich in Birmingham um, as a phobia of Skinner's music collection. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Rich in Birmingham. Yeah, rich in Birmingham, <laughs> being so negative. <laughs> oh, I probably know him. As well. <laughs> um, um, I, Chris is oh, um, sorry, phobic of salad vegetables, particularly lettuce. Isn't that just Kerry Katona? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Phobic of vegetable Jesus. salad and lettuce. <laughs> oh, absolute. I tell you what, we should get people phoning about. I've, I've been offered uh, question time. You know, they have people on question time who aren't politicians. Mm. Yeah. So they've asked me to do it. And I, I, I don't know, you know, it, Fern Britain was on this week. Personally, when I'm at home, and I'm not in any way disrespecting Fern Britain as a human being, but when I see her on question time, I spend quite a bit of time thinking, oh, what do you know about it? Which is like when Will Young was on, I thought the same yeah. thing. So I, I don't know, people are going to be doing that to me. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's interesting, though, because politicians, you know what they're going to say. They're going to say whatever they're Nothing supposed to Nothing is what they're going to say. Yeah, they're just, they don't really have their own opinion. So it's cool to have people who aren't partisan. But who don't really know about anything. <laughs> yeah. Dizzy Rascal was good on Newsnight. <laughs> Dizzy Rascal yeah. was on Newsnight. He was interviewed by Jeremy Paxman about Barack Obama. And he said, Mr. Rascal, do you think... <laughs> did he? he did. He, he said, never said Mr. He did. Rascal. <laughs> I promise he said Mr. Rascal. Oh, that, I love that. <laughs> well, maybe I will do it. I think if there's anyone uh, at home who's got an opinion on whether I should do it or not, I'm, I, I think I'm going to start doing that every week. Any, any job offers I get, <laughs> I'm going to run them by the British public. That, that seems to make sense to me. Absolute. That was part life by Blur. Regarded by many as an absolute classic. Yeah, it is. It's brilliant. Yeah, well, that's not the opinion of Emily's niece, Mimi. <laughs> really? This this is her uh, critique of it. Saved messages. OK, uh, well, the song was a bit silly because it was music in the background when a man was just talking. It was, it was just a man talking with music in the background. It sounds a bit rubbish. I mean, it's a bit stupid because the voice doesn't really go with the music. It doesn't really work that well together. I think just talking with music in the background sounds a bit boring. I mean, didn't really like it, to be honest. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Um, we, we were wrong about Park Life. Frank, that wasn't really about Park Life, was it? Oh. That was about a song you played last week by The Four. <laughs> yes, it was. Okay. <laughs> But it did um, fit Park Life. It did, it fit, did it, fit Park yeah. Life, but, but no, I think they were some valuable notes that they should have <laughs> given to the fall. Yes. And someone should have spoken up. Uh, well, yes. She was actually referring to a song I played called Dr. Box Letter last week, which uh, she didn't like Mimi. But no. I do like Mimi's critiques, which maybe we should oh, try good. that again. She yeah. should be a judge on X Factor. She should. She'd be really good. That, yeah, that'd be good, a, chi- a child judge. Mm. There isn't enough of that. So, um... Yeah, we've. Uh, I think we've we've got Ben Miller. I, I haven't even mentioned have I, that we had Ben Miller coming in. So that's another very unprofessional thing. I'm quite excited about that because yeah. he's like a big comedy star. And I watched his TV show last night as research. Oh, okay. good. Obviously, I'm going to tell him I watch it every week. But I think <laughs> it is really good. Yeah. Actually. Um, so uh, you you had a bad time, didn't you, this week, Gareth? I did. And on Tuesday, I had a gig in Northampton, and it was just dreadful. I died badly it was and i was comparing i've never done i've had bad gigs before but when you're comparing and you're supposed to to coming back you're supposed to warm people up and (laughs) you've just got nothing off the top and there you go and here's an act and um and then yeah you have to keep coming on 
And like, the acts turn against you as well because they think, oh, he's just dragging it down. Yeah, he's no, making it harder. It was for a us. horrible thing where the compere wouldn't look. No, the headliner when he arrived, he wouldn't look at me. <laughs> I had I had bad gig shame all over me. This no, was before just, you started. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah. Oh, that thing, oh, that, oh, that thing when, no. you, when people don't mention it. That's yeah, and, and because, you know, you don't want to Is it worse, to... then, if people don't mention it? Well, yeah, because everyone knows that you're having a bad gig or you've had a terrible gig, and right. people... It, it's just like it's not spoken of at all. You know, after a, a bereavement, when people yeah. just don't bring it up, it's like that. Yeah. Well, it is a bereavement of sorts. Well, I'm sorry, but I can't believe a bloke of your... Quality no, no the listeners will be shocked. I'm no, sure. <laughs> exactly. I mean, for all we know, you could be dying now. <laughs> At least on radio, it's a, it's a bit of a closed book. We could all be dying. A lot of people could have walked. <laughs> I had this thing. I was uh, I was sitting watching the cricket uh, yesterday, uh, and suddenly water started coming through the ceiling in my lounge and I mean quite a lot wow. through the light fitting I mean e- everywhere I was running around with like towels and, and and this the annoying thing about this is I I live I don't know if I should say this <laughs> I live in a penthouse <laughs> now you think if you live <laughs> if you live in a penthouse that no one's above you I was going to say aren't you on the top floor oh it doesn't work like that you see oh. in, in pen don't you I mean anyone I listening think you've don't, been, don't I think you you've say. been sold a dodgy penthouse Frank oh yeah it's the penthouse Frank's going to yeah it's yeah, the penthouse yeah it's on the third oh, floor so, yeah <laughs> the third floor penthouse it's a basement, I like that you're going to do observation comedy about a penthouse you yeah. have to say, don't you just hate well, it I, I was thinking we might have it as a phoning <laughs> problems with your penthouse <laughs> But anyway, it turns out with a penthouse that um, they're, uh, this is not the magazine, this is where I live, yeah. um, it, that they kind of slot together, so they, they interlock. So there's often a bit of penthouse, hmm. next door's penthouse, over the top of your penthouse, and a little bit over the top of me had a big, massive oh, no. uh, burst pipe. Oh. And is it, who is it? Is it anyone we've heard of above you? It's Dr Ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you'd have heard of him. He's, uh, I don't know who yeah, that is. That's, that's Ray Quinn's not a doctor, is he? <laughs> I, I doubt it very much. He's the right height for a gynaecologist. <laughs> Absolute. And Ben Miller has just arrived. I mean, literally, he's so just arrived, he hasn't put his headphones on yet. Good morning. Good morning, I should say, Ben, that we don't, we haven't yet, I meant to do this. Last week we had Dave Gorman on and we realised we hadn't got a welcome for guests. You know that people whoop and applaud. They say, yeah. Ben Miller's here. That's very low key. I really liked that, actually. Yeah. Well, we're, we're but it feels work. slightly fake, that stuff on the radio, doesn't it? That, well, yeah, um, but I mean, it, it's just like we're Everyone not does it. It's just yeah. like we're just yeah. commenting, oh, Ben Miller's here. Hello, all right. What's he do? Yeah. What's he do? What's he want? <laughs> so that's the general feeling. <laughs> How are you? you? Oh, great! Yeah, it's, really, really well. It's great to see you. So, um, yeah, Ben Miller is uh, is with us. And if you've got an anecdote, Ben, that's about twenty seconds long and ends in a massive laugh, that'd be really <laughs> handy because we're looking for a trailer. Oh dear me, dear me! Yeah, I pick a pick one of my deck of, uh, <laughs> of cracking anecdotes. No, sorry. No, no. no. no you're uh, you're. Now, I know people plug things in interviews. This is... <sighs> this. They looked at me. There's a little corner on, on the kind of information sheet we get about guests, and it says, what are they plugging? <laughs> they had to have an extra sheet for you. You're it's like shameful, one of those, isn't it? You know those <laughs> blocks with four sockets on that you plug in, and so you can have, like, like four plugs in one? You are that. Because <laughs> you're doing four big projects. 
Um, well, I've got this. Yeah, I'm doing moving wallpaper at the moment on uh, ITV. I think it was on. It was, it was on, on last, last night. night. I yeah. forgot to watch it. So, I watched yeah. it. I taped it for you one day. If I can get you a tape, was it all right? Yeah, it was yeah. on. It was very oh, funny. It was nine o'clock last night. It's nine o'clock Fridays on on ITV. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Um, I went to see The Maids by Jean. Genet, <laughs> the forgot my thing was on. Went right. to see some bloody fringe theatre. I don't know if you can swear. I'm already apologising for <laughs> Ben Miller. I can't believe it. And also, you can't talk about fringe theatre. On <laughs> <that> <laughs> <sort of laughs> <day. laughs> I think that's all right. Or Jean Genet. Yeah, that's odd because I we didn't were understand saying... a word of it. <laughs> was it, it was I haven't been to any fringe theatre for, I mean, probably about fifteen years. I'm, and, and it was really extraordinary. It's. Uh, it's like a different world, you know, and it was packed. It was absolutely packed. I couldn't understand a word of it. They all appeared to be... It, I mean, it was, it was great. I mean, was it about audience. maids? Yeah, it was about maids. It seemed to be a bit kinky, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. Like a lot of fringe theatre is. I'd forgotten that, actually. It can yeah. be quite... Um, oh, it can. It can be quite yeah. blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, was there, like, nudity and all that in it? Yeah, there was. There was, um... Now, no, people pointing at their... <laughs> carefully. I'm treading carefully. People pointing at their bits, that sort of thing. Yes, I mean, and, and then unnecessarily the them. Cupping each other. <laughs> oh, um, no. It was extraordinary, I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, you don't like that? Not Which in theatre? theatre was this on at? It, no, this, was, this was in his house. It was on a... <laughs> it's a uh, travelling theatre company. It was on at a theatre in, in Camden. Uh, right, okay. The Etc Theatre, I think it's right. above... Oh, yeah. It's above one of those on Camden. Camden is yeah. in North London, for those of you listening, <laughs> outside yeah. of... Um, so, uh, why did you go then? I, I went because I had a friend of mine was in it. Oh, I ate that. Um, and, uh, <laughs> what do no, you mean, yeah. I ate that? No, you know, when you, have, when you go back, if you've ate... I bet you didn't go back and say to them, I didn't understand the word of it, it was I said, I, Yeah, I said I loved it, I thought it was brilliant. I love yeah. the pointing. I can't, I the actually, now I'm talking about it on a radio show, so I'm kind of, this is a mistake. But actors really? don't get up this early. No, I think no, you'll be fine, no. won't we? Yeah, so you yeah. lied? Well... I mean, I did enjoy it. Oh, I just didn't come understand. On, you've already admitted it. Do you want us to play it back? <laughs> or are you, Richard Nixon? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. Um, Do you think this will be a play? Yeah. a Miller <laughs> in the years to come about this interview. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. Well, well, anyway, well, we plugged that. Anyway, that's, you plugged something you're not even in. Aren't you, aren't you got enough plugging to do. Oh, so, no. moving wallpaper is, in case anyone's uh, never seen it, it used to be in its first series. I really like. I thought it was incredibly brave in the first series. It was yeah. about the making of a soap opera, and then you'd actually see the soap opera. Yeah, it was brave in a way that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was brave in a way that di it didn't serve it in the end because nobody watched the. I think the soap opera got very low viewing figures. Um, and, uh, in fact, that was the main show. The, the main thing was the soap opera and our show was like a little offshoot of it, really. And uh, You were like conjoined twins. Yeah, so the idea was that yeah, we were making... The, so we were the team yeah. making the, so the soap opera. But it sort of ended up undermining the soap opera, really, because mm. when you watched... Because our show was funny and sort of making fun of making a, a soap opera. So then you couldn't really watch the soap opera afterwards and take it seriously. I wish somebody... None of us realised that before... <laughs> When we yeah. were making it, though, that was the yeah. odd thing. This would be a really good way to get rid of some soap operas. <laughs> we could make, like, a behind-the-scenes <laughs> yeah. of EastEnders. If, if, if people from the one show <laughs> said, yeah. um, well, we, we go, go really them. well, and then that EastEnders thing comes on, maybe we should lose that. <laughs> it's, not, it's not funny. They don't have any good guests. But it's a funny thing, that whenever you're it, making something, I don't know if you feel like this, but when you're making something, you always think it's brilliant. 
you know, it's very, it's very weird. So I don't never, know about wait, this. Never trust. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, are you so, saying this isn't brilliant? <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying, I don't know whether it's brilliant or not. I'd say I really enjoyed making it, but I just think you know, a lot of the time you go on and you know, we're talking about plugging, what aren't we? Sort of, you know, you go on, and you go. You never trust actors or people who are in things because they always think what they're in is brilliant. I mean, you sort of have to to be able to act in it. You so you have to believe. You have to really believe it. And afterwards, you watch it a couple of years later, you think that's rubbish. <laughs> that was uh, yeah. Ben Miller on moving wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute. And Ben Miller is with us, plugging loads of loads of stuff. Let's hope it goes a bit better than the moving wallpaper. <laughs> Section. That could have been the worst plug of all time. I think it's it? up there. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll certainly be putting it forward as a nominee. <laughs> so, um, I, when I watched Moving Wallpaper last night, because unlike some people, I actually think it's good, um, I, <laughs> they plugged um, Primeval, which is... You're, you're, in, you're looking at me like you've never heard of it. You're in that. <laughs> that was you, wasn't it, in the trailer? <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm in Primeval. Yeah, I'm in, Pri- in Primeval, which is this thing. It's a kids show about uh, dinosaurs that come back. I mean, it is quite amazing. I, was, I can't quite ever quite believe it when I'm saying it, but there is a show on TV about dinosaurs coming back from prehistoric times through a... Uh, rip in the space time continuum. Yeah, this so is for ten-year-olds. Like Jurassic Park into... Stargate. Yeah, well, yeah, That's exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, di- yeah, time-traveling dinosaurs, basically, and um, and uh, I play the boss. Um, so basically, every week I have to do essentially the same thing. What the boss of the dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> You're in a suit. I'm amazed I recognise you. You're like Barney. <laughs> Right, guys. So we're going to, some of us are going to eat um, flesh, and some of Where's us are going the to raptors? eat plants. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the raptors who are late. No, sorry, you're the boss of. I don't. I don't get that. Maybe uh, you shouldn't tell the whole plot. Well, basically, there's a gang. It's not. It, it's a. It's sort of um, an anti-dinosaur. There's gang. a gang. Yeah, an anti-dinosaur gang, mm. and I'm in charge of them. So each week, I basically there's a bit at the beginning where I say, "Who? Hmm, one of these dinosaurs has got loose again. Go and sort it out." And then there's a bit in the middle where I go, "What are you doing about these ruddy dinosaurs?" <laughs> and then at the end, I say, "Either what a shame we never got the dinosaur, or brilliant, well, brilliant, well done." That's basically, and so. Well, I film it. Oh, ben Miller on Prime Evil. <laughs> <laughs> doing good stuff, Ben. <laughs> Any stuff you like. <laughs> the, um, but it's, you know... Uh, it like it's it's great, it's brilliant, it's the best thing ever on TV. There's I a girl quite. who wanders around in pants a lot, isn't there, in Prime Evil? There is. Hannah's, Hannah's uh, Spirit from S Club 7, yeah. yeah. Formerly of S Club 7. Oh. Uh, nay, S Club 7. Now... Of prime of Primeval. She's been doing this since like the third series. Well, uh, I like the sounds of it. The trailer looked good. It's I amazing. I mean, it does look I and mean, they look look amazing. We don't get actually to see any of that when we're doing because it it's all obviously done by computers. They have one or two little animatronic sorts of dinosaurs and things. So, would this Emily? Would this apply to your phobia? Because it's, it's yeah. human beings. No, with I don't mind that. It's not animation. Right, I don't mind CGI because it's prote- You know, that's approximating reality. It's cartoons. It's animation. Okay. It's very and specific. And if you want a, a, a bit yeah. of a finer nuance <laughs> on Emily's phobia, if it's approximating reality, <laughs> i.e. dinosaurs coming to a rip in the time continuum into the modern day, that's all right. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm certainly uh, 
looking forward to it. Sorry, the, the producer started pointing at things. Uh, when he does that, I always get slightly frightened. <laughs> we'll be back with more things that, that Ben's doing. I'm, I'm still holding out hope he's going to like one. Absolute. We've got a text from you from Rose, Ben. Um, she says, I'm grown up, 38, and I liked Primeval, um, but didn't everyone die at the end of the last one? I'm always a bit worried when people put their age in an email and they're sort of above... Well, you had Nine said it was a child. Saying. You had said it was a child's program <laughs> to defend this. Is she thirty-eight and a half or thirty-eight? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The um, what was what she saying? Didn't everyone die at the end of the? <laughs> last yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, um, one of the main characters, one of the main characters, Stephen, died. Yeah, yeah. And um, well, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Chasing dinosaurs is dangerous. Somebody's got to die. Is, yeah. I mean, you can't. You know, I mean, I know. I know the people watching it. are... 10 and occasionally yeah. 38 but you know you, you know you've got to have a bit of uh, but when she says everyone drama. died she means one person she means one person but probably he was everything to her because he was a oh, very well, sexy character he was a very this uh, is why hamlet was never a series <laughs> 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 threw everything into the first episode <laughs> but it, i think the point is that you, you, it's not just for children that anyone can it, i guess so yeah yeah and absolutely and yeah there's a bit of uh, you know there's a bit of drama as well yeah. Yeah. and of course you're in a double act as well ben i'm in a double act with uh, with zander Armstrong. Zan. Yeah, Zander, Zander. Oh, did you see in um, Horn and Corden that they called uh, a really fat, posh character Zander Ooh. in the show? I thought oh. that was really... I thought that's really naughty. Yeah. <laughs> that's quite... That you was, don't you think? That's deliberate, because not many Zanders. No really Zan- I don't Zander. know a single other... I see you, you, are, you are probably... Genet- you, just, you don't want to say Zander, do you? You can't... You well, can't do it's that. just uh, he's called Alexander. Say it. Go on, say it's, Zander. No, but he's called Go Alexander. On. This is me. Sort of, <laughs> this is like posh perv. Go on, Ale- say Alexander. I call say Zander. So say Alexander. Ale- Alexander. And now just say the last bit, Zander. Zander. <laughs> That sounds so wrong. <laughs> yeah, but my problem is more that he calls himself Zan. Why doesn't he call himself Alex Armstrong? <laughs> I mean, what is your full name, Benjamin? No, Bennett. Bennett. Well, why yeah. don't you, call, you don't call yourself oh. Net Miller? Do you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you seen Net Miller and Zander Armstrong? You've done what most people do. But it is quite a, po- it is a, a certain middle class thing to call your to nickname by the end of the name. So my son's called Jackson, but we nickname him Sonny. That's quite a middle class. Thing to it's use the posh, end of the name. So it's not middle class. Oh, son from the <laughs> Jackson. I say. Do you see what I mean? So Zander yeah. is—it's it, unquestionably a posh way to yeah. shorten your name. And yes. I think what I think the funny thing about his name is that it forces other people to speak in a posh way. And people, some people will refuse to say Zander. They'll only say Alex. Even if he says it's it's actually Zander, they'll still keep saying Alex. It always makes me laugh. Oh, I've never called him, but I can't say I'd never. Well, you called him Alex. I'd call you? him Zander. Is what I would call him. <laughs> <laughs> even though, even the beginning of Armstrong is giving me a chance to practice my art. <laughs> I still would say Zander Armstrong. I call him Zander. He's never correct. But what I'm me. saying is that's policy. That's a policy decision you've made. <clears throat> Do you see what I mean? Yes. So when they call a when Horn and Corden, I don't know anybody. Else. I'd never heard anybody else called. Zander, no. and they're calling a a, a posh character uh, Zander. I've I've got to think that's you know that's, an attack. You think they're going? I don't to know you. if it's an attack. Is it an attack? And having watched it's an it, attack. Is yeah. it an attack? It's, an attack. it's probably an attack, isn't it? There you go. Ben Miller on horn and cord. <laughs> Absolute. So you, you you're making a film about stand up comedy. I know. I'm really excited about this because I I did stand up comedy for about two or three years. I was terrible at it. But when I when I first started to get my equity card, the only way you could get it was by doing stand up. And like a lot of actors, I did bad stand up comedy, and I found it absolutely the most. Uh, it gave me such a, a respect for comedians and an absolute 
uh, just absolute admiration for that world and but, but also, I met. Tim, what was great about that, Ben? Is you said that you had a respect for comedians, and you said "absolute" twice in the same <laughs> sentence. It was the perfect moment on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Uh, the it really is an ama- amazingly hard thing to do to get up in front of an audience the first time, the first few times you do it, um, and to see people go through that, to go through that myself, and see some of those people go on to become really, really great, great stand-up comedians. It was a it was an amazing. Uh, it was an amazing thing to do. Um, uh, so it's the film pro stand-up comedy. Then. Oh yeah, it's about two. It's about it's about a, it, it's about two guys who try to make it on the London uh, stand-up circuit. Um, they sort of meet in a provincial town, and they've got this great this dream of being stand-ups, and and they just they 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 go to they move to London. They live in a squat. They start to try and get into clubs, and and for people who don't know the stand-up circuit, it's incredibly difficult to get into. I mean. The number of people trying to, to become stand-ups. Also, club owners don't want to give you... They don't really want people who aren't going to hold the audience coming on stage and ruining their night because it obviously it affects the... T- you know, it directly affects the takings of their Gar- club. Gareth did that on Tuesday. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. True. And they, I loved... I, loved, I actually was listening earlier when you said about, talked about gig shame. I remember that. Yeah. So much. When, you, when, it, when you do a gig and it goes badly... I mean, in the early stages... You tend to get, you know, uh, you get these, you know, these things all called open spots. You know, you get to go far on the on stage for five minutes and try out your material, and it's sort of like a taster for the owner of the club to see if you might then get a half spot, which is the first paid gig you can get, which is ten minutes, as you know, and then you can get your full spot of twenty minutes, and the whole thing from start to finish can take you years to go from when you get your you get your very first open spot to when you get your first paid. Gig. I mean, when you started. How long did it take you before you got a paid? Well, now you've embarrassed me because I I started um, in December '88, yeah, and, and uh, December '87, and I got my first television show in April '88. Well, that's amazing. I didn't have any years of struggle, which but I, I bet. <laughs> but I bet you did tons and tons of gigs in that I, I, short I did, time. I did every gig. I used to drive down to London, sleep in my car, do loads yeah. of unpaid gigs. But I became completely obsessed with it. I really wanted it so much. Well, that's the key. Maybe it's not time then, it's, num- it's number of gigs. But w- did you find there was a point at which... Look, who's suddenly- interviewing <laughs> who here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, they come on here, these actors. But what, but what, I, mean, what, I, what I mean is there's a kind of... Uh, I, I never experienced it, but I saw other comedians... That's what happened to other comedians, where they get a moment... Where something clicks and something changes, and they can. Yeah, I remember that moment. I was on stage in Edinburgh in this terrifying club where people actually throw in at the axe and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was about to go on, and I was so scared, I kind of went through a fear barrier and came yeah. out the other end. It was, a, it was a bit like primeval. I went through a tear in the fear continuum. Yeah. And I went out there, sort of, right, you're just going to get it now. And I went at them. Yeah. And um, I absolutely brought the house down. It was a magical moment. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we must. that's the end of the show. It's been great talking to you, Ben. You've been a fabulous guest. Well, it's been brilliant to, to um, be here. Thanks and anyone who's listened to the show and, and emailed in on that, brilliant. This was Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top-draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. 